Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Inside the ark, you have... This is the spiritual ark now. The physical ark had only eight people. Noah and his wife, his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and, you know, um, the rabbis tell us that they were triplets. That's another, there's another revelation. You know, there's no, there's no account that they were born at different times. We were told that they, they were triplets. And they had these three wives. So that's six plus daddy and mommy, Noah and the wife, eight. But thank God today is not eight. <laughs> it's billions. Billions. Now, I, uh, when I talked about the flood, when I gave the message, I talked about those who formed the ark. I say form the ark, then fill the ark. Only 300 people formed the ark. I don't know all of them. I believe some of them are here in Scripture Pasture, but I certainly know that it's not all of them that are here in Scripture Pasture. Because if you use the type, this is all revelation. You know, in, in Judges, God used only 300 men to deliver the whole of Israel in the book of Gideon, in the book of Judges, in Gideon's army, Judges 7 7. So oh, they, they, they were in three companies. There was a hundred that were physically with Gideon. Then there were another two hundred, you know, one hundred, another hunger. They were not in the same place, but they were in union with, with, but they were not physically together. God is doing exactly the same thing here. This thing is bigger than scripture pasture. Is bigger than the Catholic Church, is bigger than the Anglican Church, is bigger than the Baptist Church, is bigger than winners, is bigger than uh, uh, redeemed. And whatever denomination, assemblies of God and church of God, is bigger than that. What God has done is that he has selected the best 300 in the world. It reminds me, though it's not, exact, it's not the same thing, but it's, it's similar. It reminds me of my prelim class. When I was in UI, I got into UI by the grace and mercy of God in 1974. Back in those days, UI used to have its own constitutional exam. Th yes, 30,000 will apply to UI. They will take only 300. The best 300 in the whole of Nigeria. I can never forget it. You know, I, I, my, it was my cousin, Professor Ogodengbe. You know, you know, he's a professor of, in technology. He went to King's College and he was, you know, he was really nice kind of senior brother. So he used to come to our house, you know, because my mother's family used to help him and sponsor him in school and everything. So he would come and greet my mom. So he would be telling me I was in form three, form four. But, but Brother Kola would tell me, he said, Olubi, start reading for constitutional exam. He said, you can make it. I said, me. I said, I'm too small. People who are doing UI constitutional exam, people who are in upper six, lower six, there was a school in Lagos then called Federal School of Science. The, the top guys from King's College 
St. Gregory's, Methodist Boys High School, CMS, the top, the guys who get AAA and ABB in, uh, in, in prelim, uh, sorry, in, in, in HSC, they, they, they would have signed lower six, they would take concessional so they can enter UI prelim and they don't have to go and do the, the, the second part of the A-levels. I felt intimidated. I felt I couldn't do it. I, I was brilliant, but man, these guys are far above me. And the UI prelim exam, the physics was not O-level physics, it was A-level physics. They did that deliberately to cut off so that it's only the very best. But, you know, Brother Kola, I can never forget him. Kola Gudingwe, his son came to you, one of his sons came to Lyford, Belumi. He's now in Canada. Married, doing very well. So he said to me, he said, Olubi, don't, you can't do it. You're, don't worry, I'm going to give you my books. So the man brought me his nail con, the A-level book, and all of that. He said, if you have any questions, ask me. He was already in UI. He was in part two or part one. You know, part, he was doing engineering. So whenever he come on holiday, he would tell himself, okay, he'll be practicing it. If you have any problem, tell me. Anyway, to cut a long story short, that's how I began to practice and just had faith <laughs> because truly it was faith. <laughs> I, I, truly, I'm being honest with you, I didn't think I could make it. If it was easier, UI was a different story. Completely different. You know, I did UI, I did Ife, I did Amadou Bello, I did Federal School of Science, I did International School. I got in all of them and I also got UI. But I, I want, I'm telling you this story because it reminds me of this 300. The very best in Nigeria. The very best. I had a grade one, aggregate 12, which is grade one distinction in my school set. I had, I did my London O-levels too. I, I had straight A's. So th that was what I used to enter UI. So, you know, the, 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 the thing came back and they took me. I said, wow. Ah! I, I, how could I, small me, <laughs> enter UI? When people in lower six, people in federal school of science, these are the people to exam with. When I got to UI, I now understood. I had grade one distinction. I remember I got to my class in UI, you know, in prelim, all of us were talking, you know, you know people be showing off. They say, if you have not been to another person's farm, you will think your father's farm is the biggest. That's what happened to me. When I got to, when I was like, ah, you know, what did you get? What did you get? I discovered in my class, the average was aggregate eight. <laughs> so I used to hide my results. <laughs> Government college, Umuahe. Government college, Afikbo. Government college, ah. I want you win. I'm telling you, all the guy, there was. I'm talking about my prelim when I was in prelim. You know that I was same class with Yinkomi um, Bodu, Ayoluleye. You know, and and many others like that. Uh, uh, Shitu was in my class. Professor Shitu, very terrible guys, <laughs> extremely brilliant. There was one guy Ilegusi. He taught Pastor Wale. Ilegbusi had aggregate six. He came from one bush school. <laughs> Somewhere in, I don't know, <laughs> you know. He didn't come from King's College or CMS or any of these schools that we know. UI took the very best. The very best. It's arising. It's arising. The very best. You couldn't be average in my class. 
You will make it. Because it talk. God has chosen the best 300 for the ark. I believe some of us in scripture pastor are part of the 100, you know, in our own locality here. And there's another 200 that are taken from England, America, South Korea, wherever. God will seek out the best saints. And you know, these are their characteristics. They don't break rank. They are pitched within and without. They are the kind of people who get up one morning, oh, daddy, I'm just tired to pray today. You will, you will cause the ark to leak. You can be in the ark. You cannot be a part of the ark. It is the people that have by practice learned to discipline themselves. They get up early in the morning. They pray in the spirit. They walk in love. They don't allow sin to stay. Even if they do sin, they clean it immediately. Because the ark cannot leak. They are pitched within and without. Only when we get to heaven, we'll know who those 300 are. I don't think we can know all of them here on earth. I have an idea. This, you know, I have, because God told me some things. But I, and I know that some of us in, in Scripture are, but it's not all of us. Who, most of us are inside the ark, if not all of us. But only some, very some of us form the ark. Because most people don't have the, they, they, they break rank. They, they don't have the, they don't have the, they don't have the consistency. You see, one of the greatest characteristics of divine love is patience. And patience means consistency. They don't break rank. They don't get offended. They forgive. They cling with the blood instantly. That's why the water cannot come through them. They are pitched within and without. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. So this, this diagram is, is a schematic illustration shows you these 300 these best 300 now in the center section you have 100 then at the edges here you have 100 making a total of 300 this center section is made up of people who will be like noah and his wife this translates to in spiritual growth young men to fathers that's why you see they are taller than the other people. The height is a measure of their spiritual growth. So the young, that's why it's in red. This is the code. It shows, you know, uh, 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 young men to fathers. Those are the, they, they form the core. Then as you move out, you get people who are, whose spiritual growth is smaller. So you have, the, the, the orange, which is represented by little children to young men. That level of spiritual growth. All this is in First John chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. There are four levels of spiritual growth. Baby, when you get born again. From baby, you go to little child. From little child, you go to young man. From young man, you go to fathers. So all of these all form the ark. So even in the, in the forming of the ark, there are People who are baby to little children, but they have the right heart and the right dedication. And God uses them for the other part of the ark like that. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, give me the third illustration showing Noah's ark and the tabernacle. I had to revise this. I shared this before, but I revised it. You know, I did this last night. You see, if you look at the whole church, when I'm talking about the whole church, I'm talking about the whole church. Today, the body of Christ on the earth will be, I'm being generous. I'm not talking about churchgoers. I'm talking about truly born again. Let's even leave Holy Ghost for now. Just truly born again will be about one billion. And I think that's generous. It may not be, it may not even be up to. I know that statistically, the Roman Catholic Church is, you know, uh, they say they're about one billion Roman Catholics. Then if you add the Protestants, I'm talking about just people who profess Christ. I'm not talking about born again. You know, all of them will probably be about two billion. Maybe two point something. Let's just say two billion. That's, you know, Catholic, Protestant, Anglican, everybody, you know. But of those two billion, the ones that are really born again will probably be approximately one to maybe 1.5 billion. So when we're talking about the church, that's what we're talking about. Now we're talking about those who are inside the ark. We're not talking about those. The form of the ark is just 300. But inside the ark, inside it, you've got these billions. On top of that, you even have people who are not born again yet. But they have honest hearts. You see, the qualification for entering the ark is not knowledge. It's the degree of the honesty of the heart. One of the greatest lessons you can learn in Christianity. The Bible says, Jesus talking about this in Luke chapter 8 verse 15. He said that, they in a good and honest heart, having heard the word, brought forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. What made the heart honest was not the word of God. The heart was honest before they got the word of God. It was the honest heart that caused the word of God to be fruitful. So it is the honesty of the heart that determines your entry into the ark. There are people in the ark that may be Muslims, Buddhists, but they have a more honest heart than some Christians who will not be inside the ark. Isn't that an irony? This truth is prophetically portrayed in Zechariah chapter 13, verses 7 to 8. Where the Bible, 8 to 9, where it says, I'll just quote it. Don't, don't remove the illustration. Keep it there because I need it for when I'm preaching. You know, I'll just quote it. It's a scripture we should all know. It says, you know, in all the land. He said, I'm going to send my sword. He uses, just, these are just, you know, analogies, natural analogies. I'm using flood, sword, same thing. He said, it's going to go throughout all the land. He said, two-thirds will be cut off and die. He said, but one-third, that's the ones in the ark. He says, they will be like gold and silver and I will purify them. 
Somebody say, why would God do such a drastic thing? We read it in Genesis chapter 6. He said, the end of all flesh is God's going to, God has to deal, Pastor Williams, he has to deal with the sin nature in the flesh. The whole earth is full of violence because of the sin nature in the flesh that men have refused to crucify by the Spirit. So God has to get rid of it. How is he going to do it? The flood. He's going to preserve those who have honest hearts, 30-fold and above, they will be inside the ark. Everything below 30-fold is outside the ark. Does it, does it mean they go to hell? No. They may not necessarily go to hell. For most of them won't go to hell. But they will die spiritually, die premature physically, you know, go to heaven, they'll suffer loss, you know, but they will be saved so as by fire or so as by the flood. The reason is this. It's a very simple reason. He is coming back for a glorious church without spot, blemish, and wrinkle. How is he going to get it? If something drastic like this is not done, people will continue in their ways. So in order to have a glorious church that is without spot, blemish, and wrinkle, God had to do a cutoff point. This professor, Olokwadi, thank God for him, you know, some years ago, he was on the admission, this thing, in UI. You know, the same UI. They, in order to something, you have to have a cutoff point. You can't just admit everybody who passed. If you want to enter medicine, for example, there is a particular cutoff point because of the number of people who want to do medicine. So we found out that if you got BBB, you won't enter medicine. B is good, though, in A-levels. If you get BBB, you will not enter medicine because the cutoff point is AAB. Ah, he has corrected me. It was AAA. So if a brilliant student got AAB, he will not enter medicine. God is coming for a glorious church without spot blemish or wrinkle so god has to put a cutoff mark of at least 30 fold honesty of heart because that's the only one that can bring forth fruit anything under 30 will not bring forth sufficient fruit they will go to heaven but they will not have sufficient fruit they cannot be a part of the perfect church because the seed will have to reproduce after its kind uh, only my wife is getting excited in this <laughs> Honey, thank you for your support. Then supported by Pastor Boyga and a few other pastors here and there. Here is here and there, is here and there. How you like? You know, you know. I, I said this during my uh, way keeping. You know, the thing about the truth is you can't do anything about it. What is true is true. Your believing it is not what makes it true. If you believe it, it will only be of an advantage to you. But you believe you don't believe is still true. I didn't write the Bible. Olubi didn't write the Bible. I didn't write Zechariah. He said, I will bring the one third through the fire and I will refine them as what? Gold and silver. Because I have to have a perfect church. First Timothy chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 2. 
In a great house, there are many vessels. The vessels of gold, the vessels of silver, the vessels of wood, and vessels of earth. Wood and earth is outside the ark. Only gold and silver inside there. How is he going to get a perfect church if he doesn't do it like, if he doesn't do a cutoff? So the purpose of the flood is to destroy, kill the two-thirds, they'll be, dis, you know, they'll be cut off, and then allow the flood of glory to carry the one-third that's in the ark up. So they grow spiritually. By the time the flood is over, <laughs> and the doors open, what you will emerge will be a glorious church. Then they will go throughout the whole earth and begin to reproduce after its kind. That's the purpose. Now let's look at this statistical, this thing. So you have the one third, Noah and his wife. This is honesty of heart, greater than, that thing in mathematics, that little arrow, it means greater than, then if it's before it, it means less than. So it's greater than 60 fold, and less than hundredfold. Less than or equal to hundredfold. Noah's sons, their wives, and the living things. This will include not only born again Christians, but sinners. You know, you have a lot of sinners who have honest hearts. I preached this not too long ago. Have you ever wondered, I'm going to repeat it this afternoon, how God could say the centurion who was not born again had greater faith than all the people in Israel. And you know God doesn't exaggerate. The Bible says, and Jesus looking at him marveled. And said, oh, I have not seen such great faith. No, not in Israel. I want to ask you a rhetorical question. How is an unbeliever centurion who is not yet born again? He's not, he's not an Israelite. This is the Old Testament. He's not born again. How could he have greater faith than the people who were in Israel? Where did he get it from? Well, we know there's only one way to get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the man does not have the word of God. He doesn't go to church. So where did he get it from? He said the law of God is written in their conscience. That's where the honesty of heart comes. You see, God does not see the way we see you. You will be amazed. There are people who are not Christians yet, but have more honest hearts than people who are already Christians. And those ones we qualify to enter the ark. The Christian that has the less honesty of heart will not enter the ark. You go to heaven, no? Save souls by fire. The spirit may be saved in the day of Christ, but he will suffer loss because of his dishonesty of his heart. But the unbeliever who is not yet born again, like the centurion, we enter the ark before some Christian. I'll give you the Bible says in the mouth of three, let every word be established. I'm going to remember Cornelius. Cornelius not born again. Not born again. Yet. His heart, it was that honesty of heart that was making Cornelius give alms, that was making him pray to God always. Ah, God said, this is going to be a good, great saint. So God sends an angel to him. Can you imagine? Unbeliever. And says, now send to Joppa for one Simon, which is called Peter. 
and he will tell you what you are going to do. So God gets Peter ready in spite of all his Jewish prejudices, you know, and brings him. Peter, Peter normally, Peter. These are the holy men of Israel. He will ah, he will never enter the house of a Gentile. Defile himself. You know, Jewish men have very some biases. They're changing now because God is helping them change. They pray, you know, because I have some Jewish friends. <laughs> There's a special prayer Jew, Jewish men pray. They pray this prayer. They say, God, I thank you. I am not a Gentile and I am not a woman. <laughs> because women are at a disadvantage and Gentiles are dogs. That's the general, even Jesus thought like, you know, that's the general Jewish thinking. You know, so this, this they, they, don't, they don't go into the house of Gentiles. They, they see they'll be spiritually defiled. So God had to push Peter and get him to go. And call a long story short, you know the story in Acts chapter 10. Peter gets there and he begins to preach and tells them about Jesus and uh, God does not allow him to finish. This is a great revelation I'm about to give you. God does not allow Peter, Peter does not finish that sermon. God shuts him up and the Holy Ghost falls. These guys get born again and filled with the Holy Spirit simultaneously without a sinner's prayer. Oh, that's the revelation, folks. How can, you know, normally you have to say the sinner's prayer to accept. Why? They already had the honesty in their heart. So the Holy Ghost also. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.